0: Behind the scenes at Score North and 1500 ESPN have sports opinions. So they want you to hear them. It's the perfect digital sports soapbox to scratch that Minnesota sports itch.
1: This is the Score North Taxi
2: Squad. And welcome into another spooky episode of the Score North Taxi Squad, available on ScoreNorth.com, the Score North mobile app, uh, Spotify, Apple, and of course the Score North YouTube channel. I am one of your hosts today, Jason Stormer, along with the usual ghosts and ghouls of the program. We got Artist Woods and AJ Fredrickson, gentlemen. Happy Halloween and down with Globo Jam. I'm rocking my average Joe's. Uh, costume today Uh, this headband's getting a little sweaty though i might have to take it off and i'm missing one of my armbands that's really driving me crazy but other than that happy halloween guys how are we doing
0: the take juices are flowing in full force it's just drenched that 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 sweatband is going to be drenched by the time we're done oh it already is
1: it already is I, I i wish i'd uh well you did text us earlier like yeah guys i'm pulling up in like uniform just to let you all know i wish i had time to come up with some type of halloween costume but hey I'm here. Vikings won, which was crazy. We have to discuss. Um, So I'm doing pretty good.
0: I dressed up as a big, dumb idiot because I totally thought that the 49ers were going to pull out the Vikings.
2: Yeah, yeah. All of us kind of look that way, huh? A little egg in our face. Uh, All of us, artists, AJ, myself included, all picked the San Francisco 49ers uh, to beat the Minnesota Vikings. That was not the case. A 22 to 17 win for the Vikings at home on Monday Night Football. Kirk Cousins getting it done in prime time. It, w- it was honestly an exciting game, guys. Uh, obviously, the Niners were dealing with some injury bugs going into that game, and it was pretty evident throughout the game. But so were the Minnesota Vikings. We didn't have Justin Jefferson, and I feel like that was a very underrated talking point going into this week. And guys, I don't know about you, but this Vikings offense, at least the passing game, Looked pretty dang legit against that good San Francisco 49ers defense. Jordan Addison, we'll get into it. We'll talk about him in just a minute. But my goodness, what a just stellar performance in prime time. TJ Hawkinson got a lot of work done. I mean, he's the highest paid tight end football. He should get that work in. Brandon Powell, too. It was really collective effort from the passing game, guys. That was my biggest takeaway um, from the night. But what were yours um, from this, I guess, kind of somewhat stunning victory for the Minnesota Vikings over the Niners? Not a lot of people picked them to win, including us. First off, again,
1: I was dead wrong. And I don't know if I've ever been more happy to be dead wrong about something, honestly, because that game was beyond intriguing, beyond interesting to watch, beyond shocking. I think it was one of the best games of the of the football week. Kirk Cousins. So there were a couple things that shocked me. Number one, Kirk Cousins shocked me because it was Monday night. It was primetime and third down. After third down, after, I mean, third and seven, third and eight, third and 10, third and five, third and whatever, Kirk is getting the first down on arguably the best defense in the league. Insane to watch without Justin Jefferson. That was just literally, we've seen him play extremely well before, but again, prime time against the 49ers, fresh off of a loss. That was really impressive. The offensive line, not allowing a sack. Shocking. Utterly shocking. Like, even moments where it kind of got home, Kirk was able to kind of wiggle out and make you know crucial throws downfield, which was really impressive. The defense was also very shocking. Um, Cam Bynum, obviously we'll talk about him just making clutch play after clutch play down the stretch of this game. He's hilarious, I also want to say. He's great. <laughs> he seems like a really funny guy. Like his celebrations and like the pick at the end of the game, everybody's kind of in a scuffle. He's in the camera still like posing and like dancing and doing backwards like shuffles and all of that. Like he's – He's hilarious. But one thing that didn't shock me, and I'm glad that it finally happened, Jordan Addison Mm. is a stud. He's a stud. Mm. Like, as much as I want to say, oh, that was shocking, I didn't see it coming, I can say I didn't see it coming against the Niners. But I knew that if he was featured more in the offense and he was given more opportunities to – you know, make plays, he would show out. He's a really, really good young receiver. I think that game gives him the confidence needed to go forward and gives Kirk the confidence needed to go forward to throw the ball to him in tight coverage. We saw him throw the ball to Addison early in the game in really tight coverage, and the ball was intercepted. Then he tried it again into tight coverage, and the ball was almost intercepted towards the end of the half, but then Addison ripped it out and scored a touchdown. And so I was happy to really see that. T.J. Hawkinson wasn't really shocking to me, but... Those those two elements, Hawkinson and Addison balling out, was not really shocking. Um, still very impressive. But overall, man, it was I'm happy the Vikings won. And it has. I'm not gonna be the guy to poo on this. <laughs> I have my takes and how I feel about the rest of the season, obviously. Um, I still kind of feel the same way but to say that win wasn't impressive would be a bold-faced lie. So I'm happy that they got the win and we definitely have to discuss, I mean, where do they go from here?
0: Yeah, it's definitely a it, it's an impressive win in my book. I know a lot of people are chiming in with oh they were they didn't have Trent Williams. Oh, they didn't have Debo Sam. Guess what the Vikings didn't have Marcus Davenport. This little guy named Justin Jefferson. Both teams are banged up. That's football. People play people get hurt, you know? Like teams have to play injured and, you know, have that next man up mentality. The difference was the Vikings were able to come out on top and get a win and a much needed win at that. It was at home. Sure. Home field advantage, whatever. Uh, primetime counteracts that in my mind. The fact that they got this win primetime, the nation watching them, Kirk Cousins kind of shakes the narrative that he can't be a primetime guy. He needs it to be a noon Sunday kickoff in order to thrive. No, Kirk, this is the, this was
2: Yeah, this Camille was
0: like with the yeah, with 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 Halloween time it was great to see the the costume come back out of Kirko Chains. He he's getting in the spirit. It was a fantastic game, arguably the best as a Viking, the best of his career maybe even. Like this was a game that Kirk Cousins was just a gangster. Like <laughs> he would not be stopped. There was one there was one um past late i want to say it was like mid fourth quarter where the pocket kind of breaks down they need to get a completion they need to you know pick up uh, a first down it's like third and eight mm-hmm. and he goes do you guys remember the book flat stanley from like elementary school it's about a kid that Vaguely, like yeah he like he gets like rolled over by a steamroller or something but his superpower is he's just flat now mm. that's what he was Kirk was flat Stanley and he just slipped through the tiniest little crevice and Oh, Hey, let's make completion now. And granted there's a flag on the play, but, um, no, nah, I just, he was awesome. He was awesome. As much, as much, as much as it's, it is. Kirk, Kirk is one and Oh, and in just superstar mode, since I declared that I'm his personal bodyguard on this show, I just want to point that out there. Um,
2: <laughs> I do want to give folks. a
0: shout out to the O line. No sacks allowed. Those five guys showed up and, Kirk showed a, a little bit of mobility and I'm going to, mm-hmm. for the audio audience, I'm doing quotations mobility. He showed like the mobility that Kirk cousins will possess because there was times where the pocket broke down, but he'd made some magic happen. But for the most part, the O line dare I say for what has p- felt like a past decade of saying they needed, they need a good, uh, they need an O line. That's what they need. The Vikings, need a they might, they might have an O line now guys. <laughs> they might have, pretty decent line now um is that
2: allowed are we allowed to have one I'm
0: Not allowed to say that i don't um, know and here's what i was mean, thinking matt was,
2: burke and steve hutchinson aren't on the line so i don't know if we're allowed to do that you
0: know i was, I was <laughs> pitching this i was pitching this to grant yesterday when i saw him grant uh our a friend of the friend of the show over at my talk um with and this, this may or may not be original um if it's not original i do want to apologize but You have Kirk Cousins, family man, hard worker, blue collar. You've got TJ Hawkinson. You've got Justin Jefferson. You've got now Jordan Addison. (laughs) What's better than a family moving company? Kirk and sons, Kirk and sons, moving chains from your area code to the next one over when they, when they get Justin Jefferson back, if Jordan Addison can do this for two more games, however long needed until Justin Jefferson is feeling up to, up to it to rejoin the facilities, you're going to have to respect Jordan Addison. You can't yes. just – this is going to open up the field so much because you're, every play, every snap, they're going to say, who do we want to cover? Do we want to cover Justin Jefferson? Well, guess what? Now Jordan Addison and TJ Hawkinson are open. You want to cover Addison? Well, guess what? Jeff, Jefferson Hawkinson are it, You are going to have to spread yourself so thin that it's either no one's covered or one of them is covered. <laughs> there, there should be no reason why this offense is held to anything less than twenty points moving forward. Like, and that, and that's like the 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 uh, floor. This offense should be once everybody's back in the mix, one one of if not the best offenses. Like, it, you're you're still gonna have the Chiefs because it's Patch Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. I'm not gonna discount that, but like, it's it should be up there as like. If, imagine if they had a running game too I was just to looked a little bit of the parts um there's a lot to talk about, uh, but yeah, that my my biggest thing is that the o line looked fantastic, and Kirk looked like an absolute superstar for a guy that's had the narrative like is he top ten? is he not that game was like he might be a top five, mm-hmm. and that might be a stretch mm-hmm. because it's just one game. I would love to see it in a little more consistent uh in, in a little more of a consistent nature but um if we're going off based off of strictly recent performance biased he looked like a top 5 quarterback after that Monday night game.
2: Yeah, it was for sure his best game of the season, no doubt, even though he had the interception. That was kind of a a fluky play which uh Javarius Ward and Jordan Addison again did that really have to be the first drive of the game again? Honestly, at this point, I should just go to Vegas and bet that my mortgage, which I don't have—future mortgage or whatever—and just bet that the Vikings are going to just fumble or turn over the ball every single opening drive. But yes, Jason, yes, AJ, they won the turnover uh, I know. battle. Oh uh, yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> and that's great. Week. That's great. Yes. It still drives me nuts <laughs> that, that this is how you start every single, progress. every single game. Every single game. But yeah, this is progress. Uh, Cam Bynum was awesome. And guys, let's can we get somebody to work with? someone with his wife or something to get her into the country you guys see that entire story where she's not able to get in right now because of a visa issue which happens mm-hmm. all the time i get but come on man this guy's making two interceptions on monday night football we got to get his wife over here it's got to make that happen come on let's, let's yeah. i mean let,
0: let's remember that we are what two weeks removed from him jumping too early and have a touchdown pass bounce off his head and into the arms of a, a kansas guys team.
2: we won that's we so won what a, come on that's was that was not positive a, here that's such a weird
0: um, yeah. not, and i'm not Saying you're making it, but that's such a weird mood <laughs> swing that I saw people like just because he had a good game, now we can let his wife no, the, no like let's 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 just get her in no matter what. I don't care if you're cutting him <laughs> tomorrow, get her in the country.
2: But, and I'm, yeah. I'm glad you used that exact phrase, AJ, mood swing, because that is Ugh. exactly what I feel like has happened to pretty much every Vikings fan within the last 48 hours or so. It went from oh boy, I don't think this season's gonna be much of anything. I think we should start thinking about the future, 2024, maybe acquiring draft capital to Okay, now the season is on. Uh, yes, you're three and four. It's not an ideal record, but this win against the San Francisco 49ers is so clutch, so crucial. Uh, they had to get a win against the Panthers and the Bears when they were well, when they were 0-3, right? We were like, all right, that has to happen. You have to beat those two teams, and then you have to steal at least one against Kansas City or San Francisco. You were able to do that against San Francisco. Um for the most part, though, I mean, I thought San Fran played a good game. Christian McCaffrey looked like same old Christian McCaffrey. And sure, Brock Purdy had two just boneheaded interceptions. I mean, the last one to seal the game, he kind of Brett Favre it, guys. He threw over the body middle of the field. You're never going to want to do that. Things aren't going to work out well for you. Uh, but otherwise, I thought he played a pretty decent game, obviously missing guys like Debo Samuel. And I thought, obviously, Trent Williams not being there was just a huge issue for San Francisco. They also had a ton of penalties against them as well. They seemed pretty undisciplined at u.s bank stadium even though there were a ton a ton of 49ers fans at that game those guys travel really really well and even to places like minnesota so i'll actually give a round of applause to the niners fans that actually showed up and actually made it look like a sea of red inside of a very purple u.s bank stadium Ooh. Uh, it, it was it, that was the kind of the same case against Ooh. the chiefs and yeah. you know what i mean even though it's kind of more of a muted color i guarantee like that's probably the same amount of packer fans That are usually at Vikings games, too. You just can't see them as well because, you know, it's the dark green. And I mean, they do have the cheese heads. I mean, that's a very noticeable thing. I love when I love when it's like later in the season at Lambeau Field and half half the stadium is orange because all the fans are wearing their like big bulky hunter hunting gear and stuff like that. Mm. So, like I've always said that the Packers uh, backup uh, team color is actually orange. Sometimes they look like the Cleveland Browns. Uh, but yeah, this was a really fun, fun time for the offense. Uh, like AJ mentioned, if this run game could actually get going for more than just two of the running backs getting, I think both 30 yards, I think both uh, Alexander Madison and Kim Akers were in the 30 yard range. Uh, if they can really get that going, I mean, even without Justin Jefferson, this offense now seems to finally have turned a corner. Obviously the emergence of Jordan Addison is a huge part of it. We've seen flashes up to this point in the season, but he really just exploded in this game. It was awesome. Brandon Powell though, Brandon Powell making those clutch third down conversions. It seemed like every single time. And for a guy that we've kind of uh, labeled as having some ball security issues, he's muffed a couple punts, I believe, this season. It might just be one, actually. Um, I've definitely was kind of concerned about just like, okay, is he going to be able to uh, grasp the wide receiver role, pretty, uh, wide receiver three role, pretty well here? And he's darn near wide receiver too. K.J. Osborne had a really good game. He's had three straight games where he's had between 47 and 49 yards, specifically like 47 and 49. Very consistent numbers from K.J. Osborne recently. But if this is what we can get from Brandon Powell, that is going to be awesome. And guys, we're already three weeks in to the technically four weeks that Justin Jefferson has to be on I.R., And I already think that this is the best case scenario the Vikings could have possibly been in after that injury. We were all spelling doom and gloom about the season. Things were not looking good for the Vikings at this point. And it just made it seem like Justin Justin Jefferson's injury was going to make things a billion times worse. They have somehow overcome that adversity and now I'm just like, all right, all in. Because the schedule going into next week, I mean, we'll preview the Packers for sure. I mean, it's kind of blowing my mind. It's also Packer Week this week. There's a whole lot going on with Halloween and everything like that. The Timberwolves are playing their home opener game in Toronto. Uh, not a home opener, the season opener in Toronto right now. We got a lot going on. Wild hockey is going on right now, too. I'm very distracted. Um, but, yeah, this is just... This this schedule is so weak, guys. It is so weak. The Packers, we'll we'll get into that in a minute, but the Packers look terrible against the Broncos and and so on and so forth. you got Vegas, you've got Atlanta, and uh, some other teams as well. Don't have the schedule right in front of me as I speak. But this was so necessary to get... Not only just the locker room back on be like, all right, we got this, but also the fan base, because I, I swear, guys, if we would have lost this game, it just would have pushed us even more into all the reckless speculation about what potentially we're going to do with Kirk Cousins this season, even though probably wouldn't weigh that no trade clause regardless. But then like the rumors about Daniel Hunter would have started circulating again and other guys that are under um, uh, expiring contracts as well. But this shut all of that up, all of it up. And now we actually get to enjoy the football season for what it's intended to be actual football and not just speculating on what the team could be. I want to enjoy what the team is right now. Could this bite the Vikings in the butt, though? potentially. I mean, there's no guarantee that they're going to win these games against these soft teams or anything like that. And who knows this San Francisco win might just turn out to be a mirage. And you might end up in the same place that you pretty much were going into the San Francisco game in a couple weeks. We will have to see after green Bay and Atlanta. I don't think that will be the case though. I think the Vikings gained so much momentum in this game, regardless of the status of what the 49ers currently are and what they're going to be dealing with injuries. This was a season defining win and now we get to speculate on what the playoff chances are for the Vikings going forward. Detroit got throttled, throttled by the Baltimore Ravens. That was disgusting. They were up at like 35 to nothing at one point. My goodness, it was delicious to watch. Don't get me wrong, but my goodness, it just kind of is now reshapen. And yes, the Vikings are three and four. We got a lot of work to do and the Lions have to lose games too. But I think this game has also reshapen the narrative about, Hey, Maybe maybe there actually is a course to the NFC North title now. I can't believe I'm saying that. Really, I, I didn't expect the Vikings to win. None of us did. But now that we're here and we're on the other side of it, oh, it's just—it's uh, also Halloween. I got a lot of energy right now. I, I haven't even had any coffee yet today, but this is great, guys. This is fantastic. I'm, I'm glad that the Vikings were able to just give us this. Give us this. This is what we needed. Because it, it would have been boring to talk about the reckless speculation and stuff. I mean, it's never boring. About this Score North. Don't get me wrong, but this is just great. You're just was, wired.
0: You've been you've been popping like nerd clusters I and like take almond joys all day. Man, it's, you it's, you are you are sweating sucrose right now.
2: Oh my gosh! <laughs> just what high I, fructose corn syrup. Hey man, <laughs> when you're you when you live by the five D's: dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. You know you work up a, a bit of a sweat. You know what I mean. I'm, I'm gonna know. be on ESPN8 the Ocho later doing interviews. It's gonna be great
0: for the audio only uh, audience. I know Jason referenced it earlier, but he's wearing a Average Joe's gymnasium oh, yeah. uh, costume here for the night. Oh, yeah, don't forget the love um, handles. Got to get that. So that shot. That's oh, what yeah, the that. dodgeball puns oh, yeah. are are referring to throughout the Ready? show.
2: Dodgeball, yeah, it's great, so great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: he's uh, again happy for the win. That's what this is Am about. I? This is are about you sure? mainly being happy for the win and (laughs) understanding that now, okay, maybe you don't have to like, just tank the season down the drain. It feels like, you know, I do want to emphasize the NFL is weird. You said it earlier. Like they have, I got the schedule up. They got the Packers, the Falcons, the Saints, the Broncos, the Bears, the Raiders. Then they got the Bengals, Lions, Packers. So like the, the back end of this schedule is on paper, very, very, very easy but it's the NFL mm-hmm. and this season we have seen some weird stuff. I, the Vikings beating the 49ers was weird. Let's just be honest. <laughs> like we've seen some crazy upsets and I guess that's just what makes the NFL, the NFL. So I'm feeling the same way you are, Jason. I am very, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that the Vikings could go on a nice little tear here. Um, I think you did build a ton of momentum coming off of the 49ers. If you could beat the 49ers, I don't care what injuries they have because every team in the NFL is hurt right now and you're missing your best player. If you could beat the 49ers, you could beat any team on your schedule. There's not a team on your schedule that you now look at and say, that's an automatic loss. There are some teams where you look at and it's like, you probably, you might lose that game, but there's not a single team you look at that you're afraid of remaining on the schedule. The best probably teams you have left is the Bengals and Alliance. But again, that's on paper. So I want to see the Vikings build on this. We're going to get into the Packers game, um, but I really want to see the Vikings build on this because if they, you beat the 49ers and then somehow, someway you go on the road and lay an egg in Lambeau Field to Jordan Love, who is not playing well, Mm -hmm. and the Green Bay Packers, who are not playing well. I'm not going to say it completely kind of makes you forget about beating the 49ers, but it does kind of reel you back. Like, okay, what is this team really? What is this team really going to be? What is this team what is the aspirations for this football team because the lions are going to drop a couple more games i i presume i didn't think they'd beat the ravens but i didn't think they'd get blown out either so i was also pretty shocking um but all in all game by game how are you guys feeling about the packers
0: going into this matchup like i i think they're reeling in a sense because like jordan love I don't want to say you're, he was never like the wizard of Oz. Like he, I don't think he ever was like the king of the castle, but in a sense, the, the curtain has been pulled back slightly. Hmm. This guy has gotten lucky a handful of times. Like what it was, not it wasn't this past week, but I think the week prior when they were playing, maybe, I think it was against the Broncos. I want to say that might be well, wrong but last he, week then. Yeah. So I think it was against Hell. the Broncos, but he threw a pass. And it hit off a defender's yeah. face mask and just ricocheted perfectly into the hands of I think Romeo Dobbs. Like mm. that just doesn't happen. Uh, that should that should be an incompletion or an interception at worst. Um, that that should not be a touchdown pass. So you know they they lose first off. It's I I feel like the Packers faithful has sort of turn their heels slightly and are looking at love from a new, a new perspective. This sounds like a terrible, uh, like reality show, like a, <laughs> like a bad version of the bachelorette. They're turn They're looking at love through the wrong wrong light. Um, yeah. No, lo, Jordan love does not look like the guy that I think I thought he was going to be in the off season, what a lot of other people thought he was going to be coming out of the off season. I thought he was going to be a very promising, like, sure. You're going to have some rough patches here and there, but against good teams, But it seems like each week he's, you're seeing flashes of, okay, this guy could be good, but it's not outweighing the, okay, that was brutal to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is a, this is a week where it's, you can look at it from two ways. One they're reeling, they're on their heels. They're nervous. They kind of are feeling the pressure. And so it's only going to get worse and, you know, snowball from here on out or, you recoup after that loss, you get in, the, you get in a, you know, back in your facilities and you have a heart to heart and you're like, all right, we're going to clean it up. That was a fluke. Let's, w- let's watch the film. Let's prepare for one of our bigger rivals They're You know, we, we have to beat them this week because they, they saw that they obviously watched what happened on Monday night and the Vikings are going to have a shorter, shorter week um, than what they had. And I mean, you know, I, I love that. That's a talking point for a lot of people. It's, I know. it's 70, it, no, 17 hours and most like, let's relax here. But, um, I, I feel confident in the Vikings mm. to, to, in a long winded way. I'm confident in them this week because now Jordan Addison has emerged the defense. That was a game that the defense need, needed to like really get some confidence. Um, I didn't, once again, I did not expect them to win. but They held the 49ers despite without Debo Samuel and a somewhat banged up Chris McCaffrey who scored 17 points, two interceptions. Cam Bynum went just the size of Texas, just massive for this team on Monday night. So that was a huge confidence booster. Brian Flores, has been a breath of fresh air with this defense this year. The Donachelle defense is gone and I barely remember it. Just a bad nightmare. I've wiped away the memories in front of my face. I'm, I've emerged through the fog and the the spider webs, the cobwebs. And now we have this glorious field, roaming pastures of Cam Bynum's and Harrison Smith's galloping gear like Daniil Hunter in the backfield. He's, oh, I'm knocking stuff over. That's how hard we're galloping over here, guys. Do you need a
2: sweatband? I think you need a sweatband.
0: No, it's uh, the the defense held the 49ers to 17 points if they can hold them to 17 points i cannot wait to see what they're going to do off like riding the high of that as long as they don't let it go to their head against the packers so this this is going to be a game that i think the vikings i mean it's a i hate i hate i think i've said this every way this is a must win game (laughs) because like jason said if you lose this all the progress you just made is gone this game gets you back to 500. This is right before the trade deadline. I think it gives you like 48, 72 hours before the trade deadline to really make a decision. Cause if you lose on Monday night and then you lose the Packers, you're in sell mode, but yeah. that buy, that, that win that's like, do we, do we want to buy? Are we a buying team? Um, do we want to bolster this defense a little bit more? Do we want to add to this Brian Flores masterpiece we're seeing week in, week out? Um, Masterpiece might be a little bit of an oversell, but um, Compared to
2: last year it is. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, it's such it's a great run. Out. I love it, but okay. yeah, I'm, I'm confident in the Vikings. Um, I'll save my score prediction for that for once we get to that portion of the show. But uh, bottom line is I'm confident. I think like normal, but it's, it's going to be a game that I mean, they have to win.
2: They have to. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here first, folks. Vikings have to beat the Green Bay Packers. You might hear it again next week. Yeah, I mean,
0: that's the most unoriginal, <laughs> unique take of all time that everybody has said. But, you know, it's the truth. Yeah. yeah I mean, true. there's really only what yeah. do you want me to say? Like, oh, a tie is fine. no. <laughs>
1: is this the week you predict that's high oh my god yeah you did say that's (laughs) no
2: artist that's what we should have done when he was out and he uh, had to video us his score prediction for the chargers we should have predicted tie for that one that would have been that should have been aj's tie for this i'll
0: save that for bengals week joey b and kirk cousins going head to head 31 31 tie
2: (laughs) i mean it already happened once right didn't they tie a couple years ago in like the first or second game of the season or did we like lose in a last second field goal i can't remember It was was, like dang nearer tied by the time overtime ended. I don't remember. Uh, How are you
0: guys feeling about this week?
2: Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, You guys familiar with Bleacher Report? Uh, Of course. Yeah. So they are an aggregate. uh, They aggregate content, right? They pull in articles from a billion different sources and have it all in one place. And they have a team page for every team, every sports team, right? Well, obviously, I have one for the Green Bay Packers. You want to read some of the headlines this week on Bleacher Report? Uh, Packer fans and writers reacting uh, to their loss of them, to the Denver Broncos. Uh, here's the first one. Uh, by the way, we just need to read the headlines, right? I mean, that's what—that's I mean, all you have to do these days to get all the information you need, right? Uh, Jordan Love's weaknesses are blunting Christian Watson's strengths. Let's keep scrolling. Packers barreling toward Love Dilemma. Keep scrolling. The case for keeping and getting rid of everyone. <laughs> uh Packers seeking answers on offense. Packers can't afford to continue easing love into games. Uh this this particular writer called it a corticopia of failure versus the Broncos. Uh anything else? I mean, you guys get the point. Packer Nation right now is imploding because of what happened in Denver. That game was absolutely disgusting. I had it on in the background watching Red Zone all day. By the way, I love when the Vikings don't play on Sundays because I can just watch Red Zone all day long. It's so great. But I watched most of that Packer game. It was the one on locally in town, too. And just, it was horrendous. The offense in the first half for Green Bay was horrible. Yes, they came back. Took the lead, but still, it just looked off. And it's been been pretty bad for the Packers the last several weeks. I mean, they have scored under 21 points now in four straight games. Jordan Love has a sub-91 rating in those four straight games as well and has thrown four touchdowns to seven interceptions. Now, the highlight and the silver lining for the Green Bay Packers is that their defense has still been pretty darn good. Uh, 86.9 defensive passer rating, that's like halfway halfway point for most defenses, but they got a good uh, yards per attempt for quarterbacks. They're top 10 at 6.9 their pass defense. uh, Their overall defense too is only giving up 22 points per game. That's also top 10 and their third down in the red zone defenses as well. is also top 10 defenses. So in terms of a fallback from this 49ers defense, you just saw actually the green Bay Packers are kind of somewhat similar statistically in the same categories as the San Francisco 49ers. So you are not going to get a much lesser defense this upcoming week. And that's really all the Packers have to lean on right now. Um, This offense has been, and obviously like Jordan love has had some injury issues too, not with himself, but with other members of his offense. I mean, Aaron Jones has been dealing with a hamstring injury pretty much all season long. And if you're a running back, that's pretty cruel to deal with, but Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson have also not been very healthy for green Bay too. So Even though, like, yes, Jordan Love has some pretty obvious glaring flaws right now, he still hasn't had his full cast of talent available to him. And so I'm interested in what that really looks like um, when some of these guys get a little bit more healthy. But right now it's looking like that's not going to be the case for the Packers until later on in the season. And at this point, if I were Green Bay, more so than the Minnesota Vikings, You probably got to start thinking about next season, especially if you lose to the Vikings. And um, I'm feeling pretty good about the Vikings' chances. Um, Lambeau Field hasn't typically been as much of a house of horrors for the Vikings as places like Soldier Field. The Vikings have actually been able to win there pretty consistently. And uh, a lot of Vikings fans will travel to Green Bay, especially because, what, this isn't like a late December game, which the Vikings usually play at Lambeau. So I'm expecting a lot of Vikings fans are going to make this trip out to Lambeau. And I believe when the Lions were playing there a couple weeks ago, like, damn near half the stadium was Lions fans, it turned out. I don't know if the Vikings are going to be able to pull that off because I think that pissed off a lot of Packer fans. I saw them very active on social media be like, why are we giving our tickets away to Lions fans? I've been waiting in the season ticket queue for 30 years now, and I still can't get tickets, and all these Lions fans get to go or whatever. Uh, yeah, my great-grandpappy's
0: got a share, and he makes a penny a year I, off my share of the Packers. Li- I'm a co-owner.
2: I gotta go to a liquor store. I'm out of high laughing curds. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> that was a fun. We'll segment. see what the Minnesota Vikings can do here. Um, the, yeah, the Packers just—I mean, it's it's fantastic television for us Vikings fans to watch. And Packer event line this week was really interesting as well. Uh, we did uh, replays of that on Purple Daily and Mackie and Jet, I Believe if you want to go back and check those out, please feel free. But this should be should be should be a Minnesota Vikings W at lambeau Field. Gentlemen, let's get into our score predictions. Can't be uh, as bad as last week, right? It only goes up from here. We'll start with Mr. Artist Woods. Artist, who do you think will win between the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings? By the way, really quick, uh that line is even, right at even. Vegas is not picking one team or the under and that over under is 42 and a half. Artist, who's going to come out on top? I think the
1: Minnesota Vikings are due for an emotional letdown, and they will get blown out. Psych. Uh, (laughs) You got me. You got (laughs) me. me. I tried to keep a straight face, but I couldn't even look at the camera when I was saying that. Um, I mean, anything's possible. with the NFL, but I do not believe that is how this game will go. The Packers are coming off a three-game losing streak, and when you lose to the Broncos with the way the Broncos are playing this season, I cannot have any faith in you as a football team. I'm sorry. The Broncos— are not good. Nope. And this shows me that the Packers are also not good. So um, what I did, what I said initially just now is a fear of mine though. You know, a lot of times when you see a team go out there and beat a team that they're not technically supposed to beat, the next game is like an emotional letdown. We just saw the Browns after beating the 49ers in a complete dog fight with the Colts and Gardner Mitchell. I think they let the Colts put up like 38 points or something like that. Yeah. Now they won the game. But boy, was it lucky. And boy, were, were the refs extremely involved at the end in moments where they shouldn't have been. Like, they should have lost that game. Mm-hmm. And so that is what I'm hoping is not the case this week. I'm hoping that the Vikings come into this game and the rest of this schedule, honestly, with a sense of urgency. Understanding that, heck, at one point you thought the division was over. Now it's literally, I won't say up for grabs, but you're still in the thick of things. You could still make a run at this. You could still make things happen. Justin Jefferson is kind of on the sidelines, kind of waiting and seeing, are we going to stay competitive? Are we not? Am I sitting out longer than expected? Or am I going to try to not rush back, but come back exactly when I'm off IR? So I think all of that has to be in the back of your mind. Obviously you want to resign Justin Jefferson too. And this helps your, being a team like the 49ers and going on a run right now, helps your case for sure. I think he's going to resign either way. Just my personal opinion. Cause I think he likes it out here. I think he likes Minnesota. I think he likes Kirk cousins as we talked about before, but this, Helps booster your case. Um, But again, back to the Packers. They have the 30th ranked rush defense in the league. Pass defense is, is decent, but I don't think it's better than the Niners pass defense. Um, No, I don't think their defense. You said there's the numbers are comparable. Like the numbers are comparable, but I test wise, eh, I lean a lot towards the 49ers and offensively in order to beat the Minnesota Vikings, you're going to have to score. And the Packers' offense is abysmal. It's it's abysmal. Um, so I'm leaning towards the Minnesota Vikings, not having an emotional letdown, understanding that this is a moment to kind of salvage the season and get back to 500. i I'm going to go Minnesota Vikings. I'll say I won't predict the blowout because I've been wrong on every blowout it seems like. So I'll say 24 to 20.
2: That Locking. was my score artist, darn you. I already <laughs> had that one locked and loaded. Gotcha. Change it now. <laughs> All right, AJ, what about you? All
0: right. Um, I I said this is going to be like a gritty win, but I think this is oh, going to be... A gritty
2: win? Hold on, a gritty
0: win? No, oh, no, gritty. like oh, the oh. like a sandpaper grit win. Oh, my oh. God. I envy, I envy everybody only listening to this so they didn't have to see it.
2: Was that better or oh worse gosh. than Mike Gusecki's, though? That was the worst I've ever seen.
0: That was somewhere Damn. between Mike Gusecki and Mac Jones. That was. <laughs> I'll
2: work oh on that. I'll work goodness. on that for next time. That, that <laughs> back was back that was
0: week. perfect for the holiday because I want to go hide in a closet and not come out until I, I feel safe. till
2: next week's Taxi Squad. Then you got to come back out. Uh,
0: so Sunday, Sunday, we got 12, 12 high noon kickoff on Fox out at Lambeau Field. Right now, the forecast for Green Bay is set to be a high of 41 degrees and cloudy. So nothing, nothing too like massive there. It's going to have a little bit of wind. Um, it shouldn't be like too blustery and, and too like hurricane-like. So it shouldn't have an effect too much. The biggest thing. Is that I'm I'm upset that Justin Jefferson is not going to be playing because I really want him to stick it to Jair Alexander. Mm. Um, he'll get a chance later in the season, and I hope he's going to come with more than just the tab. Do he is going to pay in them some? But this week, I think Jordan Addison is going to get that pep talk. He's going to say, "I got you." <laughs> Jordan Addison is going to have another. Uh, but he had he had his first uh, hundred career reception game. Uh, hundred not hundred career yard game, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, He's going to back that up again. Another 100. In the air. Kirk is going to be Kirk. I think that they are going to have a lot of back and forth. Like, it's going to start ugly, and it'll progressively distance itself. The Vikings are going to win this game 28. No, hold on. Let me think about this for a second. Twenty. 27 to...
2: 27
0: 14. Oh, wow. 27-14.
2: Love it. I feel like you guys are just more prone to pick bigger victories than me. I, I've... Because they've played and won every single game, I've always picked the Vikings to you know win or lose by one possession or whatever. But you guys just, oh, man, you I guys mean, do you've this every week, point,
1: though. They've they
2: haven't blown anybody out. True, I don't. They haven't been blown out either. So but we yeah. all, have, but at the end of the day, we all still have the same record, though. That's just it. That's, That's the problem. I'm just, so.
0: I'm just going off like this. Hat like they know they have to win this game. They're three. And, <laughs> they're three and four. Like right. getting to 500 is going to feel like it's not going to feel like winning a Super Bowl, but it's going to feel like. You know, you almost have a brand new season ahead of you because you can go on a little bit of a run if needed. The schedule, like you said, is not the toughest after, you know, this next stretch of like four or five games is not the toughest. This is a get right stretch of the schedule. And now you you kicked it off with a little bit of, of a head start with a win over the 49ers. So you see that light, the doors slightly open. This creates a bigger gap for you to rip it off its hinges in the next coming week. So, 20 what did i say 27 14
2: Mm -hmm. yep yep and i didn't dress up in my average joe's costume not to pick the minnesota vikings today they're gonna win 23 21 over the green bay packers it's gonna be ugly at first absolutely vikings will need some time to get their footing and so will the packers but i still think that if the vikings blitz a time i mean they're they're gonna blitz a ton they blitz all the time maybe just maybe love can. You know, pick those up, maybe get uh, some running plays available. Jordan Love is a very underrated runner, I feel like. He reminds me a lot of what Aaron Rodgers was at that time of his career in terms of mobility. So just maybe, maybe Jordan Love is able to get outside the pocket. Now him throwing on the run outside the pocket, I think is a completely different story. We'll see how that goes. But I think he'll get his footing at least a little bit. Packers will get a couple scores. Aaron Jones, another week of having that hamstring uh, feel just a little bit better. A.J. Dillon is always a threat as a number two running back. So we'll see there. I'm still concerned about their health of the wide receivers. I, I mean, Christian Watson had another... Uh, injury hiccup uh, this weekend against the Broncos. I believe he's got a questionable tag right now, so we'll see about that. And then Romeo Dobbs has been had lingering issues all season long. But the Vikings will get the job done. The defense will show up enough. I think Daniel Hunter will at least get uh, two sacks in this game. A little my a little side bet there. Which by the way, any speculation about us trading Daniel Hunter? Now it, it's gone. It, it's gone. You beat the Niners. I think exactly. that's gone. Maybe maybe if you lose the next two or three in a row. Then we can talk about that again. But as of right now, shush, shush, Daniel Hunter needs to stay on this football team if we want to keep winning here in 2023. Vikings will get the job done against their a division rival, their border rival as well. There will be plenty of Vikings fans that will represent at Lambeau Field, and the Vikings will get it done 23-21. to 21. School, everybody. School. So, oh, man, I got a lot of energy today. But I need to, like, go channel that into other useful, productive ways as well, like uh, my task for Score North and everything like that. So we're going to have to wrap up this amazing episode of the Score North Taxi Squad, a spooky episode, spooky edition. Uh, Gentlemen, happy Halloween. Do you have any final thoughts before we send our listeners and our viewers off to their trick-or-treating? Yeah, I do. Um,
0: artists, I'm going to let you maybe have the second you're, I'm gonna let you like speak well I'll both of you. I'll let you guys kind of rebuttal this. Um I'm getting sick of the Victor Wembanyama like highlight <laughs> stuff already.
1: Mm, oh I boy. just
0: saw a video um earlier of him like in warm-ups dunking. Isn't he like seven two? Who cares? Like that's 7'5". like him I like <laughs> yeah, seven five. That's the equivalent of me walking. Like, yeah, hey, look what I did today. I put my left <laughs> foot in front of my right foot. Look at me. <laughs> You're expected to dunk. <laughs> like, why are yeah. we acting like this guy's a freak?
2: A he is. But like,
0: that's, that's not an athletic ability that like, is. Sh- it, I'm not, my mind's not blown. Like, <laughs> like
1: what it. are we going
0: to yeah. next? Guess what? He ate cereal for breakfast. Look at the, Ooh, look at kind. the form on the spoon. Like he's, it's a person like he should be able to do that. You know, if, if it was like him getting in a mini Cooper, that's a video I want to see. Like, him and Shaq getting in like a Fiat. I'll watch that. that that'd be impressive.
2: Yes. Him dunking. No, no, that is <laughs> that's two plus two for him. I want that carpool karaoke, though. Very tall basketball players in tiny cars with James Corden or something. That's I, what I want too. I will
1: say this. My final word. Um, was going to be basketball-related. I was going to say do not allow the NFL season to distract you from the fact that it is also basketball <laughs> season right now. The Wolves are kind of in a dogfight. It looks like they may lose to the Raptors tonight. Yeah. But you will kind of figure out a bit about who this team is early on. I mean, they don't have Jada McDaniels to start. Um, but they got the Heat, they got the Hawks, they got the Nuggets, they got Utah, they got the Celtics, the Pelicans, they got Victor coming up as well on the schedule, the Warriors back-to-back nights, the Suns. So they got a kind of a brutal schedule to start. We will see what this team is. I, I won't say I have high hopes for the team in general, but I do have high hopes for Anthony Edwards. I think he's going to emerge into, like, that top, Ten dare I say top five conversation this year. That is how I think. That is what I believe. Also, on a quick respond to your comments about uh Wimby. <laughs> I agree to an extent. Yeah. To an extent. Like I'm because, blowing it
0: out of proportions for yeah, sure. Like be, be,
1: like But you're right about, like, the little things that they blow up. And Mm -hmm. they're saying he's going to be the GOAT. I saw that, like, as, like, a headline today on (laughs) social media. I think it was Bleacher Report or uh, EBA on ESPN on Instagram. Oh, he's going to. Why he's going to be the GOAT? Here are three reasons. And I'm just like, this is crazy. But when you watch him play, it is kind of wild. It's crazy. (laughs) I will say. I will. I do recommend watching him play because he's going to be good. My hot take, though, is Chet from the Thunder will be even better. Local
2: kid, too. I like that. Yeah, That's hilarious
0: because I just saw a video also of him getting the ball stolen and then his ankles getting broken on <laughs> that ensuing tree. Um, There's I that. do have one Wolves hot take here, and oh. then I'll let J- Jason put a bow on the show, but um, write this down. Mm. Anthony Edwards will receive MVP votes at the end of the season.
1: I love it. I
0: love it. And not I just, like, it. the the one Timberwolves rider. Like, there will be a not not a significant amount, but enough that you're like, that's impressive, you know? Yeah. And we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But he's going to receive a, for a Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards, like, bar set, like, an impressive amount of, of uh, MVP votes. Well,
2: no, I want a fun Timberwolves prediction as the season opens. And, yeah, it looks like they're going to lose to the Raptors. They're down 97-91 with 11 seconds left. I predict that Anthony Edwards will f- finish second team All NBA. Mm. How about that?
1: That's a good prediction. Would we like that. That's I mean, AJ's is better.
2: AJ's is a lot better, but I think he can at least make the jump to third this year for sure. But if he's going to go supernova, like Artis hopes that he will, and I hope that he will, uh, second all that would that would be super duper sweet. I'm gonna have to get I'm gonna have to get used to him wearing number five though. That's kind of weird, especially because Kyle Anderson wears number one. They switch numbers. They're both on the court right now, and I just keep seeing number one, and my eyes are drawn to Kyle Anderson every single time. (laughs) That's going to take some time. I don't know why he switched numbers. Number one's a cool number. He's drafting number one overall, too. Uh, Anyway, gentlemen, we got to get out of here. Another thorough analysis of the Minnesota Vikings this week, defeating the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, House of horrors for the Niners here in Minnesota. Did you guys know that they haven't won in Minneapolis in over 30 years, actually? Yeah, it's been tough been tough for them, Niners. So, uh, yeah, let's keep that street going whenever they're here next. Packer week as well. Let's take down those cheeseheads. Let's just destroy them. We don't like those guys. They don't like us either. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week for another fun edition of the Score North Taxi Squad. We'll talk about our Halloween uh, festivities and all that fun stuff. Anyway, gentlemen. It's been really quick, what's your
0: guys' favorite Halloween candy?
2: Oh, that that is the worst thing to spring nope. on me as a show no, is about it's to quick. Re- Snickers.
0: Snickers. Uh, Did you say Snickers?
2: yes i do my guy my <laughs> I was guy gonna say reese's peanut butter cups so we'll all just keep that's it in there. the peanut yeah. family or that's, or a, that's
0: a respectful answer but my guy that's what I'm all, about. Right. <laughs> all right take us all home
2: right. <laughs> ready dodgeball down with globo Jim. anyway my name is jason stormer aj frederickson and artist woods we will catch you on the next time on the score north taxi squad which by the way you can listen to on ScoreNorth.com, the score north mobile app guys get the fingers i'm not yeah i'm not doing all this but anyway uh apple spotify and YouTube. We'll catch you guys next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Happy Halloween.